the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. And they told him to leave the neighborhood. <laughs> Don't want to mess up our life the way it is, you know. Don't want God to come and disturb our life. Very interesting. So we see this confrontation of the Lord with the demons. Uh, and we see also the power of evil that it had over the demoniacs and over the swine, over animals and over man. So we understand this reality that evil is real and that it has a power. And so we need to engage and understand that. We just can't ignore it and think that life is just a relationship with Christ and me trying to do better. There's an enemy out there that's trying to uh, come at us, redirect us, tempt us, move us away from Christ. So it's very important that we understand the enemy. We also need to understand the weapons God has given to us to overcome the enemy. So the attacks that the evil one has against us, the demons have against us, we need to understand them. And um, I want to take, um, work off a letter that Mother Victoria wrote in the last uh, friend's letter. And the title of the um, article that she wrote was, By thy passion, O Christ, have we been freed from passions. By thy passion upon the cross, thou hast become a wellspring of dispassion for me. So this word passions, we need to define it. I think it's very important uh, that we understand what we're talking about here. Because we can say, uh, I have a passion for gardening. I have a passion for In-N-Out burgers. I have a passion for ice cream, right? I've got a passion for baseball. I've got an appetite for these things. That's not what we're talking about here. Passion, with a capital P, refers to the passion of Christ, his death, his suffering, his death, and his resurrection, his passion, the passion of Christ. What we're talking about here, the small p passion that the church refers to, is Mother Victoria says, these passions, with a lowercase p, or referring to the tendencies in human nature which have not controlled lead to sin. Your appetites. Okay, if you're not controlled, these appetites, these appetites that get tempted, they lead us to sin. They lead us to anger, to lust, to envy, to jealousy, to impatience, to gluttony, sloth, and pride, and so on. So we need to understand, how do we quiet these appetites? By thy passion, O Christ, have we been freed from passions. So how does this work to control the passions? I think there's three ways that we can look at it. One is the passions need to be controlled by the presence of God like over the demoniacs, right? When he came and he spoke, they were dismissed. So how do we do that in our own life? First is to pray. 
when you pray and pray uh, intensely, intensely, not just the words, we have to kind of get through that sometimes, but when we pray, we draw near to God and we quiet our passions. They're quieted. That's why it's really hard to pray when you come to the altar passionately. You ever had a really, really big meal and then you try to pray? Like, oh, it's hard to do because you've kind of satisfied an appetite. When we pray, when we pray, we draw near to God and in drawing near to God, we quiet the appetites. We quiet the passions. That's why one of the reasons why St. Paul says pray unceasingly. Because if you're praying, even with that word in our mouth, Lord have mercy, Lord Jesus Christ have mercy on me. As that is kind of flowing through us, we quiet our passions. We quiet the anger, we quiet the sloth, the gluttony, the envy, the jealousies. All those things that come rising up in us, we quiet them when we pray. There's a beautiful prayer. We do this in summer school. It's in the Little Red Prayer Book. Uh, it's a prayer of the hour. And I want you to listen to, one, who you're praying to and the power he has, and two, what we're supposed to be doing. Thou at all times and in every hour, both in heaven and on earth, are worshiped and glorified, O Christ God. Long-suffering, plenteous in mercy and compassion, who loves the just, and shows mercy to sinners, who calls all men to salvation through the promise of good things to come. Do thou the same, Lord, receive also our supplication this present hour, and listen to this, direct our lives, sanctify our souls, purify our bodies, set aright our minds, cleanse our thoughts, deliver us from all calamity, wrath, and distress. And then, compass us round about with your holy angels guarded by their host, we may attain to the unity of the faith, the comprehension of thine ineffable glory, and the blessing of the kingdom. See how quiet your passion has got right there? That prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. When you engage it and let the words sink deep into you, you quiet your appetites. You quiet those things that lead you to sin. And so my encouragement to you is pray. Pray fervently. Draw near to God. Allow that nearness to Christ. Quiet your appetites. Secondly, um, church. Coming to church. You know, St. John Chrysostom has a beautiful uh, comment, commentary on when you just walk into church. <gasps> it just stops things. Stops things. I was showing some people around the other day you know, in the church, they weren't, they had not come into the sanctuary. And we were walking around the outside of the church and uh, beautiful. Oh, Father, this beautiful church. Oh, I like the rooms. Oh, the beautiful. Oh, you own all that land back there? I said, no, I want to show you something. I w they walked in, they went, oh. <laughs> I love it. <gasps> What's this? It's heaven. Remember when the uh, chancellor came to Winmore and IV, the chancellor walked in, he goes, oh, this is not Isla Vista. <laughs> this is not Isla Vista. There's something about being in church. 
It just settles us, quiets the appetites. I remember one time, uh, Father Richard Ballou, my spiritual father, I came to church early, and he was sitting in the front row. We always sat right here in Isla Vista. And I said, what are you doing here? He said, this is the, place, this is the only place where everything makes sense. Right? Everything makes sense right here. So we need to understand how important that is. But then I think, too, when we come, when the services are ongoing, uh, the beauty of that, especially during Lent and Holy Week, the passion of Christ, when we participate in that passion of Christ during Holy Week, we come to, we see the trial, we see the scourging, we experience standing next to the crucified Christ, we see his death, we bury him, we lament over his tomb. And when all this is going on, your appetites get quiet. You're contemplating the passion of Christ. By thy passion, O Christ, you have freed us from passions. We need to remember that. We need to bring that to mind when we're struggling with sin or temptations. Bring Christ's suffering to your mind. See him on the cross. He's on the cross for you. He's on the cross so you can overcome that temptation. That's why he's there. It's for you he's there. It's for you he took the scourging. It's for you he was buried. It was for you he, he was tormented. Remember those things. It quiets your appetites. By your passion of Christ, you've been freed from passions. Then Mother says in our last uh, uh, talk about, last part of this will be uh, about, she says this, about the third thing. So prayer and the church services and the church, she, she says there's even a steeper path by which we may enter Christ's passions and find passion withered and faded away. This is by humbly embracing the passion of Christ in our own bodies as well as in our souls as did the martyrs and confessors and every person who has suffered in the name of Christ. Be it from illness, from sorrows, the evil intent of others, or even what the world calls accidents. Then it is that we come to see that while we thought we were seeking God, God was actually, actually seeking us. In discovering and receiving such love, do we not find our passions vanishing like smoke? So when we come to these difficult times in life, beloved, we need to turn to God and keep turning to him. And if, if we struggle with it in any way, we need to keep turning to him. No matter what the pain, no matter what the struggle, no matter what the, 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 the accident is, we need to turn to God because this is a great opportunity for us to just quiet ourselves and be with Christ. There's many things that take us there. We all know that God works for good. We must struggle to turn to him and unite ourselves to him in these things, to be freed from our appetites, the inappropriate appetites. Um, I want to end with a story that Father Zacharias uh, of Essex told us years and years ago. Uh, he said he had a, uh, a visit from a young lady, uh, an older lady, she was very, very sick. She was dying of cancer. And she said, uh, he said to her, uh, 
He says, I'm in such pain. Every time I come to the pain, I just, I, 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 I wither. And he said to her, he says, when you feel the pain, say, glory to thee, O God, glory to thee. Just say that. Just say that. And she left. And then he makes the comment, he says, I was really nervous because I didn't know if that was the right thing to tell her. <laughs> He's a very humble man. <laughs> I didn't know if it was the right thing to tell her. And uh, um, so he said, six months later, I got a phone call. She was in the hospital dying. He said, I was very concerned going to see her because I didn't know what her condition would be. I gave her this advice, and would it have helped her at all? And so he goes to the hospital, and she's glowing. And he goes, how are you doing? She says, I'm dying. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for asking. I'm dying, but I'm, I'm wonderful. I say, glory to thee, O God, glory to thee. Every time I feel the pain... And he says, the, I only have one problem. People coming to visit me, they disturb my prayer. <laughs> and Jesus is right there in the corner waiting for me. Right there waiting. So how do we quiet these appetites, these human appetites that we have? Turning to God, right? In prayer, in church, and in the very simple way, Glory to thee, O God, glory to thee. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Simple words, Lord, have mercy. Lord, help me. Lord Jesus Christ, help me. Okay? Simple, simple, simple ways we turn to God and our passions are quieted. By thy passion, O Christ, have we been freed from passion. By the passion upon the cross, thou hast become a wellspring of this passion for me. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.